Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. I remember I have memories of being a little boy and thinking, wow, my grandpa loves people because he would take time and he'd hand out tracks. We'd go to the store together and I'd, you know, anyone who knows me, with or without caffeine, I'm usually moving on. I'm moving, man, when I was a kid, I was bouncing off the walls and I remember I was ready to run out of the building at the grocery store and grandpa would slow down, take time to look someone in the eye, hand him a track, and I still have a memory of him looking someone in the eye saying, this will change your life if you let it. God has a plan for you. People matter. The folks you run across at the store, the neighbor, we said the, the infamous neighbor, right? The policeman, whether you agree with him or not. The thug, whether you, whether you agree with him or not. The gang member, whether you agree with him or not. Everybody matters. i got to remind you of something. When I read that story of the sheep, I always think of myself, the lost sheep. Because I was that sheep and so were you. You say, man, God already had so many people that were in heaven or on their way to heaven, but he was concerned about me because I wasn't walking with him yet. Don't forget, in learning and remembering and really getting to know the value of one, that you were that, you were that lost sheep at one point. You were that lost sheep. How important is that to remember? If you'll really get that revelation, you'll always think of folks. Learn names. I've had people say, man, I'm not as... As good at names as you, Pastor Matt, and I don't, I don't remember all names. I don't. I, I, I'm pretty good with names. Some are even better than me, Adam. But you say, man, I forget their name. No, it doesn't matter as long as you remember their face. I love it when I bump into someone a year later or a year and a half later, and they, they ask me questions like they were listening. There's a, I'm a cheapskate about haircuts. Okay, I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, but I can buy razors and I'm clean, right? Once in a while, I treat myself. There's a lady here in town, and she'll shave my head for $10, and I say, man, that's such a great deal. I'll give her $15, but I don't, I don't spoil myself with that very often. But I think it had been a year since I went to see this um, hairstylist. I don't know that she's a barber. And it was interesting because I remembered some of her family, and that's normal to me, to remember people and something about them. But I was asking her about her little boy and her husband, and she says, I said, y'all still living in Seminole? No, we're living in Hobbs. And she startled me. She's working on my head with these trimmers, and she looks in the mirror and goes, how's the church going? And I went, oh, you remember that I passed her? And she goes, yeah, you told me. I said, wow, it's going pretty good. We're alive and well on the south side, huh? I said, here we are, praise God, we made it through COVID and the government shutdowns. Say, you mean the virus? No, I mean the government's response to the virus. But some of us made it through the virus too. I had it. Some of you had it. You're all right. Praise God. Not everybody made it through. But even in the midst of that, I remember thinking during, during 2020, man, people matter. People matter. I, I like to listen to people's stories because they matter. I like to pray for them. I pray for them and think about them whether, whether I think that knowing them is important or not. And I guess I'm at the point where I just think everybody's important. It's an old habit. I just know everybody's important because God created them. I had a friend in, in junior high. My brother and I still laugh about it. Terrible, terrible thing, really. I had a buddy that 
he'd start talking about somebody he didn't like. He was a real big mouth. It was like me times five, which is way too much. But I'm a lot. But he'd, he'd start talking about someone and he'd go, how are they going to help me in my life? I remember being 12, 13, 14, 15, thinking that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I'd tell him, bro, I mean, everybody's valuable. Yeah, but how are they going to help me? And that was his way. Can you imagine if I only gave folks attention that I thought they're going to help me? What? Everybody's valuable. Everybody carries weight with God. Why? Because they are God's creation. How will they help me? I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter if you were, you're in my life and you're going to help me or not. That's between you and God, but everybody's valuable. Someone say people matter. Mm -hmm. People matter. They really do. People matter. There's my sidekick over there. That was part of the act, part of the show. Number two, the Jesus rule. Someone say the Jesus rule. This is what I call it. I like this. Let's go to Luke 6.31. Luke 6, 31. This is so simple, yet so profound. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. I had a boss years ago, and I worked at a finance company. I was, I was a manager trainee, and I was in Roswell, New Mexico, the center of the universe. Right, Roswell, New Mexico. Another dollar, another day, and staying alive in Roswell is what my boss used to say. He hated it there. He was from Nebraska. He used to tell me, and this is not a good story. He was, he was, he was of a certain faith, but uh, he, just, he would just tell me, he said, you know, as it starts to warm up, and I remember I'd started working with him in January on into the early summer. He goes, man, it may start to warm up, and I may go out for lunch one day and get a buzz and leave this city. I said, what? I said, what do you mean? He said, he said I did it in Phoenix. I was working there. Summer hit. I went to lunch. Had, got a buzz and packed up my vehicle and left. It was too hot. I just lost it. He was an interesting guy. But one of the, the things he used to say that I learned from him, never to be this way, he said, wait, Matt, he told me, he said, shouldn't you do unto others as they do unto you? I said, very clever, but that sounds like it came from Satan. <laughs> you know, a funny guy. He was 6'9". Folks would call in. And they'd go, I need to talk to the short Hispanic guy. And I was looking around going, there's I'm like, you mean me? They're like, if you're not over, well over six foot, then it's you. I'm like, okay. But yeah, that was his saying. And I said, no, Kevin. His name was Kevin Michael Patrick O'Kelly. K-M-P-K. Yeah, I wonder if he was Irish, right? And I told him, no, it's do to others as you would like them to do to you. And I think about that all the time. Do you remember that movement in the late 90s, early 2000s, say, what would Jesus do? Wow. That would change your life if you would slow down and let that settle in. What would Jesus do? How would he handle these people? How would he deal with this situation? What exactly would he do? I think there'd be times where we would be a lot more bold than we, than we usually are in that situation. If we were acting like Jesus, we'd be a lot more loving and forgiving. One of the songs says, help us to love what? Mercy? I've gotten a hold of that over the years. Say, man, part of the Jesus rule is I, I want to be shown mercy, so I'm going to show mercy. The Lord's Prayer itself says what? It says, forgive us our sins, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who sin or trespass against us. 
Give love and truth just like you would want to receive. Share it. Did you know I want others saved like I was saved? I'm on my way to heaven because of what Jesus did and my faith that I've placed in Jesus. I want others to feel the same peace and freedom that I feel. I don't know about you. We should remember to give as freely as we have received. Freely you have received, now freely give. What great things has God done for you? Man, some of you have been given a million chances. Some of us, maybe me, maybe it was three million. But here we are. Someone say, here we are. Uh huh. I don't know everybody's stories in here, but I know that for many of you, it's even a miracle that you're alive. It's a miracle that you're here. Some of you kicked, kicked the old drug habit, the old alcohol habit. It was wrecking your life, and here you are. Some people said, you're not going to make it, and here you are. Some people said, I don't, know, I don't know if you can ever change. Well, guess what? You changed with God's help. All because of Jesus, and here you are. And so remember the Jesus rule. Some folks call it the golden rule. Help people because you've been helped. Help like you've been helped. Love like you've been loved. And I'm going to challenge you with something extra today before we move on to another point. I want to challenge you with something extra. Love people even when it hurts. Love people even when they've broken your heart. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that. What was that Charles Dickens story? Was it Great Expectations? I believe as part of the story, there was an older lady who had, I don't know if she'd been stood up at the altar. She was supposed to marry somebody. And the story's interesting. I don't know if the movie's like the book, but she had a, a big old massive house and she had old rotting cake and mice running through it. You remember that story? I guess that was her wedding day that never happened. And she had a beautiful daughter. I don't know if it was a daughter or a niece or what, but she had taught her to break men's hearts. At some point, though, a young man came into their lives that the old lady loved, and she, she felt such great regret. And she told this young man, don't name your son this. His name was Pip. I don't know what that's short for. I don't know what's Pip short for, but anyway, I think his name was Pip, right? Pippinolio. I don't know. Pinocchio. But she told Pip, and she had regrets because she taught this beautiful young lady to break hearts, and she said, Pip, if she breaks your heart, love her. No matter what, love her. She'd gotten to a place in her life, even though she had trained the young lady wrong because she had been so embittered, so hurt, so heartbroken, Oh, she had such regret and guilt and shame over it, but she said, I made a mistake, but even if she breaks your heart, love her. And I feel like that's very scriptural because Scripture says to pray for those who use you. Scripture says bless those who have cursed you. You know how it is. Sometimes you, you don't get mad, you get even, right? But at some point, you've got to forgive talking to someone about this this morning and I've this has really been around me a lot lately I've seen the bitterness of people's lives they're so unforgiving they find something and they hold they hone in and they hang on to something and they hate people over something simple and they forget that God had forgiven them and the only way that you can receive God's forgiveness is that while you're receiving his forgiveness you have to share that forgiveness with someone else scripture says if you don't forgive you will not be forgiven so once again, I want to do unto others as I would have them do unto me. I want to treat others like I want to be treated. That's the Jesus rule. I want others to, to feel the peace that I feel. 
Let's read that verse again. It's Luke 6.31, if you would, please. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. As believers today, some of you say, man, I've never accepted Jesus. I've never made peace with God. There'll be time for that at the end of this service today. But I want to remind you, as believers or folks who are coming to believe or folks that are yet to believe, you want to be treated You want to be treated a certain way, so treat people the way you want to be treated. It's really easy to remember. They used to even teach it in school when I was a kid. Can you imagine? They called it the golden rule. They would would bring it up. Teachers, I didn't know if they were believers or not, say, hey, remember, treat others like you want to be treated. Don't repay evil for good. Treat people right. That's the Jesus rule. Someone say the Jesus rule. All right. Let's go to Romans 5, 17. We're going to read a few verses there. I want you to pay special attention, family of God, to the word one. Okay, someone say one. You're going to see the word one in there a few times. Look at this. For the sin of this one man, Adam. How interesting. People love to blame Eve, but this verse says the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. That's interesting. Responsibility went to the head of the home there. Who knows where Adam was, what he was doing while his wife was being lied to by the serpent. You ever read the story of the Garden of Eden? For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. What is death in this this sense? Well, I believe it's multifaceted. I believe humans were created to live forever until death crept in. I believe we were created to live forever. I don't know how that was going to work exactly, but to live forever. And I believe because of Adam's sin, Adam and Eve's mistake, death crept in. We had to die at a certain age instead of living forever. And many were eternally separated from God. That's the second death. That's an awful place to be. Because of the sin of this one man. Someone say one. Okay, but look at this. Good news. But even greater is God's wonderful grace, His empowerment to do right, His undeserved mercy and grace here. His wonderful grace and His gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this, there's that word again, one man, Jesus Christ. One for one. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for whom? Just a few for everyone. Scripture says as many, as many as believe. Whoever believes, God has given you the power to become a child of God. You just got to believe. Someone say believe. You just got to believe. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Oh, praise God. What a powerful text. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Are you okay with that? Somebody say amen like you believe it. All all, all amen means is so be it. It all starts with one. Scripture says Abraham is the father of our faith. At the age of 75, the Lord said, why don't you come away from your people? They're pagans. I'm going to make a great nation of you. Abraham's like, what? I'm 75. I don't have any kids. My chief servant, the one who manages my household for me, my chief of staff, he's going to inherit everything. And the Lord says, no, I'm going to make you a great nation. You're going to have a son. You're going to, have, you're going to be blessed. You, you will be the father of many nations. Okay. 
You will be the father of many nations. Wow, what, what a proclamation. What a prophecy to say. You're going to be the father of many nations, but you're 75. You don't even have any kids. One man of God years ago, you know what he used to say? He used to say, man, can you imagine how crazy Abraham and Sarah seemed? They're getting into their 80s, their 90s and all this, and they probably had a nursery set up in one of their tents. Folks coming over, and at some point God changed his name from Abram, which meant exalted father, to Abraham, the father of many nations. And people were going, what are you father of? You got a lot of servants. You got a lot of money. You're blessed. God's blessed you. But, I mean, you don't even have any kids that are your own. And can you imagine Abraham and Sarah going, come on, have you seen our nursery? One man of God talked about this years ago. Toys in there, all because God had spoken to him, said, we're, we're preparing for our baby. People are like, you need, to be, you need to be preparing for retirement or for going to heaven or something. But you're pre- what? I bet folks out there, man, who knows? The, that's, just, that's just a possibility, but who knows the faith that they walked in? Abraham, the father of our faith. There was no sign. There was nothing when God called him away from the pagan folks. Are you seeing the type and shadow there? God has called us away from the past, from Egypt, to serve him and believe him. Real simply, Scripture says, because of this one man, Abraham. Someone say Abraham. Uh-huh. The father of our faith. Because of his, his faith, God counted it to him as righteousness. That was pre-law. That's not a classic college. That was before the law. That was before the law said, you believe me and you'll be right with me. How simple is that? We make it complicated, but how simple is that? God says, believe me, it all starts with one. How about Mary? Anybody like that story? Mary had never been with a man that way, intimately. And an angel appeared to her and said, highly favored of the Lord. She was freaked out. He said, don't worry. The power of God by his Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. You're going to conceive. What? She said, how can this be? But okay, let it be unto me according to the word of the Lord. She goes to see her cousin Elizabeth. At one point, Mary prophesies and says, all generations will call me blessed. It started with one. It started with one. To this day, Mary's headlining She's still headlining with the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church. She's still headlining 2,000 years ago. That's, that's the mother, the earthly mother of Jesus, and she's still getting glory and honor because she was right with God, and God chose her as a vessel to bear your Savior on the planet. God always existed, but he chose her as a channel to bring the blessing to us. It starts with one. Someone say it starts with one. Anybody ever heard of Billy Graham? There was a revival meeting, old school revival meeting. And the story goes, I don't know how accurate it is, but the story goes that the man of God was, was leading a revival meeting all week and no one had come to know the Lord. And finally, near the end of the week, Billy Graham accepted Jesus and really, really made him the Lord of his life. He'd been raised right, they were Presbyterians, but he'd never been in a real committed relationship with Jesus. Billy Graham went home and he said, Mom, I'm saved. Billy Graham, it all starts with one. That one guy, with God's help, led millions to the Lord. 
My grandpa Treadwell, I've been bringing him up a lot lately. I don't know why I've been reminiscing, but my grandpa Senna as well. Both sides of the family, it took one because grandpa Senna said, I'm going to, I need a life change. That's dad's dad. He said, I need the, who knows all the thoughts he had, but he said, this is the right way to accept Jesus. That's the way to get to heaven. And he changed the family tree for the whole family. Because of grandpa and then grandma, my dad became a man of God. And then on my mom's side, my grandpa Treadwell, he was the first in his family. When his mom died, I believe my great-grandmother, she died in her 40s, didn't she? My mom's grandmother, she died in her 40s. And at her funeral, I don't know who he was. It's in my grandpa's book. My grandpa wrote a book. Said a man approached him and gave him a little, like a tract, but it was a booklet, just a book of the book of John. Said, read this if you want to see your mom again. My grandpa, man, he had his problems, he had his vices. He read that and he became saved. He professed Jesus. He found a spiritual father and a mentor. And he began to serve God, became a missionary. And because of him, that whole side of the family came to know the Lord. It all starts with one. How about you? Can it start with you today? You say, I don't, I don't have much to offer. Have you read the Bible? Moses was a murderer. Thomas was a doubter. There were all these people with weaknesses. One person, Mary Magdalene was a prostitute at some point, but she didn't stay that way. She moved on. It all starts with one. I want everybody to say that with me on the count of three. One, two, three, say, it all starts with one. May it be you today. In understanding it starts with one, you can understand the value of one, you can start to reach out to that person. I don't, have to, I don't have to speak as a deep, powerful, mystical prophet to tell you, some of you, some of you have some, uh, some, some bridges to mend. Some of you need to start showing love to that annoying person. Irritating is crud. You need to show them some love. Treat them like you want to be treated. Why? Because number one, people matter. Number two, you got to remember the Jesus rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. And number three, it all starts with one. How about you and how about the next person? Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today, if you would, please. Scripture says because of Jesus, look at this, it all starts with one. He's the firstborn of the dead. He came back to life, and because he was resurrected and brought to life, now there will be many resurrected from death, physically and spiritually, I believe. If there's anyone in this house that you, you'd tell me, Pastor Matt, I have no idea where I would go if I died today. You say, man, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell. I don't know what I believe in. I don't know what to do. I'm going through it. If you would like to make Jesus your Lord and Savior today, please raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to do this prayer regardless. God bless you. God bless you for your courage. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you for your courage. Wow, there's hands going up all over this house. God bless you all. Everybody, let's, in a show of support but a show of faith, would everyone repeat this prayer after me? Say, Heavenly Father, say, Lord God, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me. Say, I'm so sorry. Say, I believe Jesus died and rose again to save me from hell. Say, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior.
Say, say it again. Say, and I believe he died and rose again. Say, because of that confession, because of my faith, and because of what Jesus did, I am saved. I am right with God. In Jesus' name. I want everyone to open their eyes. Stand up. If you would, please. If God spoke to you this morning in the smallest way possible, smallest, largest, raise your hand today. If God is speaking to you today about something. Because folks say, man, oh, Pastor Matt, God already spoke to you. You're preparing the message. I cannot articulate how many times I come here on a Sunday morning having prepared and prayed and poured over this, and then God speaks to me while I'm ministering. So go ahead and raise your hand today. God has something amazing and special for you in understanding the value of one in your life and in the lives of others. You're valuable, but so are others. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your people today. I thank you for the revelation word, God. I thank you that I'm just the messenger. Your word is your word forever. Scripture says your word is settled forever. Your word will be confirmed and God, let us live out your word. Let us seek you through your word. Because that's how you speak. That's usually how you speak is through your word. that's already been written down. You can speak to us with an audible voice. You can speak to us with a thought. You can speak to us with a nudge. You can speak to us with a feeling. But God, you speak so often through your word. And how would we know that unless we get into your word and start to seek you in your word? You said in your word, those that seek me early shall find them. Is that early in the morning? Sure. Is that early in life? Sure. Is that early in a situation? Sure. Those that seek me early shall find me. Another verse says, seek the Lord while he may be found. While the Holy Spirit is tugging at your heart, seek the Lord. He has great plans for you. And just like that book, there are great expectations for you now and in the future. You and I were that lost sheep. Who else can you share your faith with? Who else can you rescue? Who else can God use you to rescue in your life? We thank you for today, Father. Thank you for your word, and thank you for all these willing, humble, and attentive hearts. We give you praise, Lord God, and we worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen.